has good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, not just good, then he's a Hall of Famer. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, it's about football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 56th edition of Lewis Blitz, the final edition recapping the Jets' 2020-21 season. Um, that was absolutely brutal. Uh, quick 30 plays. Um, this was probably, and always is, I feel like week 17 at Patriots is always the least amount of film work I put in where I kind of just watch it and whatever stands out greatly. I'll put it in there, um, but it's going to be a quick, you know, hour-ish show because we're all ready to move on. I want to get this done. Um, the quick housekeeping, JRB31 on Twitter, uh, pretty much waiting for the head coaching candidate to get hired at this point. Uh, don't really have a lot of film to put out. Um, I've obviously spoken in, in the past about me having, you know, over 100 plays of Wilson, over 130 plays right now of Fields, and those reviews are not done yet. And I'll wait more till draft time to put those out. I don't want to put those out early into January and things like that because I want to wait for the combine, a bunch of other, you know, talking points that I have to get to with those guys. So I won't put those out for a little while. So I'm pretty much in uh, limbo waiting for the, the coach to get hired so I can look into their film, um, look into the defensive coordinator's film, et cetera, and then put up reviews of them. Um, but on Twitter, I will be putting up some of the film of – the 2020 season um, in terms of the the guys moving forward. Like I'm not going to put up Mateus Farley film, but uh, the guys like Herndon and Beckton and Fant and all those guys, I'll be putting up some film into threads. So uh, check that out on Twitter. If you're still interested in those guys, I'm hoping that obviously you're interested in the young guys who might be here for a couple of more years, obviously. Um, leave reviews, definitely drop the reviews. Uh, helps out the podcast. It's You guys know that. I'm sure every other podcast you listen to will say that, uh, but it really does. Um, JetsXFactor.com, uh, Nania uh, Sabo is the all-around guy. Nania, uh, with his podcast with Ben, are putting out a ton of uh, coaching candidate re- like uh, podcast with um, guests from the team, you know, reporters or fans or whoever who are speaking about the head coaching candidates. So check them out. Uh, CUYJPod, I believe, on Twitter. Um, if not, I'm sure you can find Michael Nania and. and He's retweeting and stuff like that. Um, obviously, with the head coaching talk, uh, with all that stuff, we just did the live stream the other day, myself and Kyle Smith. Um, we had a ton of people join us, both live and then after. A ton of great callers. I really enjoyed the callers, really enjoyed the interactions with both the callers and the people on YouTube. So um, every Monday or every first Monday of the month, those will be going on. Um, so make sure to check that out. Um, that was basically three. It was, it was a good amount. It was two of the three hours speaking about head coaching candidates and what to do at quarterback. So I'm not going to hit a ton on the, on the coaching candidates now, um, because we talked about it so much and that was just two days ago. So go check out the live stream if you haven't already. Um, but right now it does feel like that Fitzgerald, Eberflus and Wink are the front runners for the Jets job. Um, just based on their backgrounds, what the Jets are looking for. I feel like those are three guys that the Jets really um, like, you know, fits obviously with the connection to uh, Joe Douglas. Um, I forget exactly where, how that, how that is about, but I know they're, they're connected in some way um, with Eberflus, the connection, obviously with the Colts, the Jets are like 
the Colts East. Um, obviously, Rex Hogan being from that organization um, and looking for that leader type guy, Eberflus is hyped up as one of those guys. So I feel like he's going to be a strong candidate for the Jets, whether or not you love him. Um, and Wink, obviously, with the connection to Baltimore that Douglas has and with Wink's uh, strong leadership ability, that's that's always touted. So I feel like those are the three. If I had to, if I had to bank on one, like a, you know, a group of three, one of them to get it, that's probably the three I'm going to take. Um, but like I said, we talk about all the all those guys a lot, and obviously, once they, um, you know, once they are hired or you know whoever is hired, I will have a full breakdown of offense, defense, et cetera, um, to show you guys what to expect with those guys. Uh, but getting into the game again, going to be pretty, going to be pretty quick. Uh, I'm, we are all done with this season. So I didn't feel like spending a ton of time on this. Um, I'm sure neither, I'm sure you guys are ready to get the, the, uh, the, the off season kicked off. Uh, welcome back dark. I know you're going to be in here now. Uh, all right. Duds, Jets lost. What the hell was the score? 20, uh, 24 to 14? 28 14, right? No, it's 28 14, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any field goals. Duds, um, I'm putting Darnold as the number three. Um, he did have a few good throws this game that I will recap. And again, I'm not going to go crazy into this. I only have like not even 10 plays of him, I don't think. Um, but again, his his last fight for his life to be the Jets quarterback to to show the Jets, you know, listen, I could be the guy. Um, he did not do well enough, in, in my opinion. And and if you were teetering on the side of Darnold this this week, where okay, he has one last game to prove to the new head coach, maybe the head coach wants to prove it to him. You know, he'll have a couple of good throws, then he'll have a brutal miss, then he'll have a brutal interception or two a game. Um, he had two this game. He could have had three. We'll go over the Jamison Crowder play. Did he look at Crowder? Did he not look at Crowder? Um, but regardless, two interceptions. So people will say, "Oh, well, look at the look at the touchdown to Herndon. Like that was a great player. Oh, look at the look at the pass to Perryman over the middle. Yeah, those are great. But when you have consistent turnovers, those completely um, like dissolve those good plays. Like you can't just keep having turnovers and then say, "Oh, well, look at the good three or four passes he made because a pick is worth ten good passes, you know, or, or two picks is worth twenty good passes." Like you can't have those games consistently. Um, and again, like a lot of these passes he's have, like last, last week was 50 completion percentage. This week was, was 23 for 34. So whatever that is like 75 ish percent, um, or 70 ish percent. Um, but go to his film and like, look at how many passes are in the flat or, or screen passes. So like, yeah, sure. A lot of it's like yak and stuff like that. And, um, not a lot of it's deep down the field. Like a lot of these, a lot of the, the mistake free games last couple of weeks with the Browns and, um, the Rams were all f- passes within the five yards of a lot of scrimmage. That's why his yards per, per attempt was like 4.8 or whatever it was over the last couple of weeks because he's throwing everything so short. So it's not like he's he's like going through multi-layered concepts, full-field reads and making great throws. Like he's, he's hitting guys in the flat. So um, you have to be fair with your evaluation. You have to be fair with Donald, you have to be fair with Flacco, you have to be fair with Becton, you have to be fair with Q, you have to be fair with everybody. You have to be fair with the new quarterback. Um, that, and that's what that show is here for, or the show is here for, um, like I said, 23 for 34, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, let's get into some of his film. Uh, let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine plays. Not, not a lot, um, for a quarterback. And this might be the last time I've ever reviewing Darnold, uh, Darnold stuff. So let's see seven, um, 
great throw. Okay, yeah, he like I said, he definitely had a good go. A couple of throws this game. I will never, I'm never gonna hide the the good stuff because I'm on the train of Darnold leaving at this point. I I think it's like a 75, 25 percent thing to be completely honest. Um, of people who want Darnold to um move on or the Jets to move on from Darnold. You know, there's not been many people I've rooted more or for more than Darnold because of his personality. He seems like a really good dude, but um. I just don't think a, a new head coach is going to want to, you know, anchor down on Sam Darnold and then, oh, well, okay, you you trade down and you get these draft picks. Okay, well, then you have to trade up next year to get the quarterback if he doesn't work out after you extend him to $25 million a year without knowing what quarterback's going to be there. Like, that's the crux of the argument. Again, a lot of people say, oh, look at Tannehill. Tannehill was good under Philbin. Um, he was decent under Gase. He was never as bad as Darnold. Like, if you start going into Darnold's stats, I'm not a big stats guy. He's he's there with historically bad quarterbacks. Like, yeah, blame it on Gase all you want. And there are, there are obviously uh, problems with Gase. There are problems with the offensive line. It's not great, but it's not definitely better than last year. His his weapons aren't elite. They're they're okay at times. Um, but also look at how more how much more productive Perriman was under Flacco. Look how much productive uh, Mims was under Flacco. You know. Um, and again, he's there with historically bad quarterbacks in terms of stats. So even if you want to blame some of that on, 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 uh, Gase, that's fine. But what is, what is the other 50% of it? You know, Donald, uh, you know, and then, then again, looking at, uh, the new head coach wanted to tie himself to a fourth year guy who, who's broken instead of getting a blank canvas and, and a rookie. I, I really just do not see it. I, I, I really do doubt severely that the Jets will trade down and keep Donald. Um, Great throw, mesh sale. And people are like, oh, what about this throw? Okay. <laughs> Again, those, those, that one pick a game is worth 10 good throws. You know, you, you can't have it. Um, play action. Let's see, single back, three by one. Play action is not sold well continuously. Um, they go with this deep, deep mesh, um, which turned the, 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 Boundary side comes into the place uh, or uh, into the uh, field side for a sale concept, um, and Darnold does a great job. Like this is this these are these are, this is anticipation throw. And again, don't think I'm putting up a player or two that's positive or negative either way about a guy I do not like or like that that I mean, means they're great players. But um, this is pretty. This is one of the better throws you'll see. Um, this is what you you saw from him in flashes. It's just not enough. But he's obviously reading um, most likely deep here than intermediate, or he's reading, probably reading deep um, mesh and then the flat. I, I want to look at his eyes, I guess, the next thing. But um, his anticipation here that he that that this receiver is going to get behind this linebacker is very, very good. And obviously with the linebacker, um, with his back to him, the back to the receiver, and then turning – um, and dropping vertically, he knows he's not going to be able to to move with him in this window right here. And Donald again has great anticipation here, throws it not high enough. It's in a tight window. He doesn't want to throw it high and get these and, and let these guys make their way to the ball. He doesn't want to throw it too high and let let him peel off and get underneath of that throw. So he puts it with good zip and low. Uh, perfect. That's a, that's a ten out of ten play. Uh, well, minus the the the, the handoff, the, the play action. That's not very good, but. Um, Again, looks like he's reading right and deep at first. Then his eyes go inside to the mesh. That's like, that's what I thought it would be. Usually it's deep, intermediate, short with reads. Um, so eyes deep, doesn't want to take the deep, doesn't want to take the deep shot. 
sees um sees Perryman, throws it again right behind the linebacker. Um, not the best technique. Obviously, the front foot's not pointed. Not really driving through it. Doesn't look like there's a lot of shoulder and hip displacement, but great throw to Perryman. Good catch over the middle. Um, moving on to the next play. Eight. Doesn't see blitz coming. These are things I want to see like pre-snap. Um, with Donald, the Jets in general, point out better because this is something you should notice um, at the NFL level just based on alignment with this linebacker. Now, that could be that could, that could be a tell for zone. I think it's a linebacker, right? Could be a tell for zone. Um, but you definitely want to point this guy out. I didn't see him pointed out pre-snap. I don't believe I did. I'm, I'm 90% sure on that. He loops inside. Nobody picks him up. And again, this is Elfline. Like people put up the good, the good player two of Elfline a game, you know, um, in the run game where he throws a guy or in a pass game where he throws a guy who's already falling. Uh, but they failed to put up the 30 other plays. So the Elf, there's been like one or two people who have tweeted about Elfline out here. All Jets fans are like, oh my God, this guy should be a starter next year. He's trash still. Minus a good player too. Um, again, Elfline should get a little bit more depth, notice him looping, pick up this, pick up this penetrator in the A-gap, uh, allow McGovern to, to pick this up, but he never does. Um, and McGovern has to carry, and then it leads to a sack, which again, I, don't, I, don't, I did not see those pointed out. Donald should notice it. Get the ball out quick, check it, but he doesn't. Takes a sack. Moving on to the next one. It's 13, 15, 16. Okay, 13, 15, 16. Donald, bad miss tech, okay. Play action, roll out left, right? And the naked left. Yeah, naked left. Reads deep, then intermediate. Deep, intermediate, sees Perryman uncovering. Um, and at this point, Donald has plenty of time to set his feet. This linebacker is running towards him, but plenty of quarterbacks can quickly um, set their feet and fire this ball. Which, again, at this point, if he is looking at this, he should fire it right now. I don't know why he takes these extra couple of steps. This, this is wasted right here. At, if he looks right here, it should be plant fire now. He, he, he waits too long, one. So, again, this is with, like, yeah, he had time and all that stuff. But, like, when, when, re, when good quarterbacks sees guy, see guys open, they hit them immediately because windows can close, you know, really quickly, whether it be, you know, 27 passing off to the safety then him, him, him dropping down, like, and obviously it doesn't look like that now. I'm just saying in other examples, um, you need to just fire the ball. That's just a, a quick mental processing. So he waits too long. Um, and then his technique is, is not very good um, in terms of throwing this ball. Again, there's not a, there, there's, he doesn't really create a lot of displacement from the hip to the shoulder. Um, and again, when this, when this front foot plants is when you want the, sh the, 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 the shoulders back, um, to create that whip like motion and he plants and he's, sh as he's planting, his shoulders are coming forward. So you're not creating that displacement that you want and the hips and the, and the, and the, um, shoulder are not really disconnected either. So again, you want to see three levels of, of kind of displacement, um, to create that whip like motion. Um, 
No, he does get pretty square to it and gets his hand kind of tight to him. But again, not the best um, technique right there. And again, just just slow in terms of um, throwing this ball and slow or and just bad technique in terms of this actual throw. And again, the fact that he should plant and fire like that, that is completely available right here. Um, puts the ball too high. And I'm sure people are like, oh, Perryman dropped. No, yeah. We'll talk about that on the live stream. Perryman is a is a decent receiver. He he is. I don't give a shit what anybody says. There's plenty of film out there. Um, he could have had like five or six touchdowns in the two, in the, the two three weeks he played with Perryman or with uh, Flacco. Yeah, he had a drop or two. Yeah, but again, one of the drops against the Brown was was Denzel Ward making one of the most elite plays you'll see as a as a corner. Um. Okay. So, drop back. Donald reads right. Gets some interior pressure. Rolls out. Good job. Um, now this is the play where Crowder saved the interception. I'm not going to say one way or the other way, whether he did or not to be here to be, to, uh, to be completely honest. If I had to bet, if I had to bet, I don't have to, fortunately, I would say that he didn't, he did not, he did not, he was not throwing this to Crowder. I'm saying that he already made the decision that he saw the, the, the back of this defensive back and wanted to throw back shoulder which one he should whip it to the sideline um not as inside as he did or actually no he put it to the sideline uh, I, I apologize i forgot um but with this if you look at his helmet you see how it's looking to the to the sideline right here and you're gonna see his head slightly can't to the left right there so he might have seen crowder and decided to throw it which would have been an elite throw um or ish or he saw him, checked him, didn't want to throw it, and then just try to fit it into this window and didn't. Like it, it, I'm 50-50 on that. Now, obviously, Crowder um, jumps it, which he had a lot of faith in Crowder, and it made it an, an elite type of play to do that because if there's if that if this actually it's not an elite play, let's be honest, because if that corner attack the ball right here instead of letting it come to him, it, it's a pass break up or a pick. So regardless, he shouldn't have thrown this ball. Now that I'm looking at it again, again, I went through this really really quickly, so I'm definitely working through it as I watch it. Um, but again, it's he he does slightly cant his head to the left and ch and check Crowder. It seems to me right there. So he throws it again, having that much faith in putting it towards the sideline like that. I I, I do think that it, it was supposed to go to the running back and Crowder just saved him, counted for half a pick right there, half a catch, like whatever you want to do. Um, you know, ballsy play, whatever you want to call it, whatever. Uh, Sixteen. TD Herndon. Yeah, this is a good play from both both guys. Um, a reduced uh, trip set right here, or bunch. Drops back. I think he reads middle of the field safety. He, he reads the uh, – the looks to be like a cover two uh, hole. Yeah, it looks to be like a cover two hole. Um, regardless, he, he, he checks Herndon, sees Herndon bend his route into the, into the seam right here be, between the two deep safeties, sees it is quick to plant and, and get that ball out of his hands. Good base. See the front foot is going, is planted and now the shoulders are back. The hip comes through before the arm, creating that whip like motion, tighter hand. Good drive, good planted foot, good bend, good extension from the back leg. 
That's better technique from Darnold right there. Keeps the, the tight, keeps his hand tight. Doesn't drop it down. Follows through. Like this is good technique. That's good. To, that's a good throw from Darnold because of good technique. Puts it in a perfect spot between the two safeties, um, and and has to put a little air under it just in case he it was to get you know one of these guys were, were to sink underneath of it. So yeah, you might have put a little tiny bit high, but still really really good throw again. Drops back, reads the safety, sees uh, Mofo, which is middle field open. Checks Herndon. Okay, could have a little bit more. Um, could have opened his stance a little bit more or, or his front foot a little bit more to let, allow his hips to open up a little bit more. But again, square to where he wants the ball, fires it, you know, good balance, good base. Doesn't lean out of it, follows through, square. Great catch by Herndon. Catch knows he's about to take a hit and tucks the ball, takes a big shot. See, you just got to be fair. Good technique with his hands. Like, look at remember Herndon earlier in the year. I was talking about this catch. If you're watching on video, now it's now they're tighter. You know, you almost have the the pointers touching, the thumbs touching, like that diamond. That's that's pretty much as good as it gets. Catches the nose, quick to get two hands tuck. Really, really good play by Herndon. That's a that's a you know, he's a, he could be a guy post Adam Gase. You know that that gets his confidence back. Now it seemed like it was a confidence thing earlier in the year because he just sucked. You know he he was terrible. It, it was just dropping balls, everything. He was awful. Um, now people are like, oh, it's all Gase's fault. No, you know, certain sort of certain aspect. Yeah, Gase doesn't like to use his tight ends, but at the same time, when the ball was going to Herndon, it wasn't Gase who's was running out the field and, and catching the ball for Herndon. You know, dropping all these balls, concentration drops, fumbles. That that was Herndon. That wasn't Gase. So again, you can't just blame everything on the guy who's a bad head coach. Like a lot of it was Herndon. If he caught those balls, he'd have a lot better of a year. Uh, drop back, play action, sold a little bit better. Um, looks like you have a cover three. Donald drops back. Reading left or middle right there. I'll see on the other view. Sees Perryman, uh, obviously on his, on his you know deep stop route, curl. And if anything, again, these linebackers are sucked up because of play action. He has a ton of room. Throw it with some zip. You know, obviously enough touch to get over the linebackers, but pretty good zip. What does he do? Uh, let's see. I, I'm going to see if he rips the ball right here. Looks like he rips the ball. I'll see from another view. Rips the ball. Complete overthrow. Again, you you know that on a curl and a stop, he's going to be working back to the ball. So put it on his face, you know. And, you know, if he could fit this in here, is it a bad decision to throw this ball? No, it's not. People like you look and it's like, oh, my God, triple coverage. Because on the broadcast, you see this. But again, if this was to be thrown with enough touch to hit him at like the, the what, like the 45-yard line? Uh, you know, 40, 43 tight window throw, but a throw that you can make, especially on, on, a, on a, on a three man route combo or a four man route combo where those are only really options deep. Like I'm fine with a throw. Just the, obviously the technique is terrible. Play action a little bit better. Okay. No, I'm right. So he's reading that the entire time. He's staring that down. So if anything, he should know, it's not like it's like if, if it was a decision where it was like he was reading left to middle, saw Perryman, his timing was just a little bit off because like he was expecting to break later, earlier, whatever it may be, then fine. But when you're staring at him and you see him coming out of this break, like you got to know you're not putting this high. You can't put this high right here. 
look where the ball ends up. You know, at the 42. So he wanted Perryman to fight back to the ball, go up and double covered and catch this ball. Like just terrible location, um, whether it be by technique or just a terrible decision in terms of like reading the coverage and where to put the ball based on leverage. Like there's there's multiple factors to that. Reads it the entire time. And again, not much drive from that front foot. Not much disconnection as he as he plants his sh- uh well. This throws a lot of shoulders. It's not a lot of hips. There's really not a lot of disconnection right here. So it's a lot of shoulders. It's a lot of arm. And people tend to think, okay, well, it's just arm. It means you you underthrow them. Uh, more than not, you actually overcompensate and you actually overthrow balls. Pick. Terrible. That's, that's, you can't have it. You know, for all the good stuff, you can't have that. Three more plays. This is one of the plays where you'll see on Twitter the, the Sam Darnold fanboys who don't like to be um, – they blame the people who want get to get rid of Darnold not being fair, but then they're also not fair on their side. Um, it's brutal. It's, it's, it's like the tribalism that people talk about. You're either for something or against something. There's no nuance. There's no discussion. Now, with this post wheel, do I like the decision to throw the ball here? Yes, I do. You know, just because of – you, oh, it's tight coverage, yes. But in the NFL, you have to make these throws. Short, you know, you have a bigger, you know, you're a tight end who's, who's a bigger guy, I guess. Um, room to the sideline. Eyes back to the quarterback or going back to the quarterback with the defenders back to the to, to the quarterback. So he has the advantage to show late hands, push off, work to the sideline. Fine with that. That's This is a normal throw in the NFL that people hit. Donald puts the ball one a little bit too far inside and too high. Or again, Look at where the ball is, and I'll show it in the other video. It looks like a drop here. This ball should be here. Don't put it vertical when the guy is in his hip and doesn't see him because then it gives it doesn't give Herndon the ability to like push off, turn to the sideline, and kind of box him out. You're not taking advantage of his length right here fully. Um, so let's look at it. Again, good decision to throw it. I'm completely fine with it. Stepping into it, takes a hit, like all good. The ball is too high. It needs to be outside in here. Not high and inside so bad placement and again people oh he dropped it yeah um okay you know i i get the people oh well if you get it if you get a finger on the ball you should catch it you, you never called a football then from an nfl quarterback and getting a fingertip on it like now if you I, i'm kind of, of of the of the opinion where if you get like anywhere to like the i don't know what the hell you have technically two knuckles in your hands right or is it three knuckles? One, two, three? I don't know. I guess if you have three, it's your second knuckles. Like if it's right here in the midpoint of your fingers, then yeah, it should definitely be a catch. If it's on your fingertips, like on your first knuckles, third knuckles, whatever you want to hell you want to call it, then like, yeah, you should you be able to kind of kind of pinch it a little bit um, and maybe bring it into yourself, not make a clean catch. I get that. But um, if it touches a fingertip, like it does right here, just touches his pointer and maybe, or his index finger and maybe his middle finger, there's no way you're catching that ball. It's just, it's impossible. Um, so that was the drop that I saw on Twitter, uh, which is complete bullshit, obviously. Um, 29, good throw. Oh, Vincent Smith. Yeah, this is a good throw. Okay. Same type of decision. Uh, bunch right, a little bit of pressure in the middle, looks left, rolls out right, throws the ball. And again, he throws the ball. I don't know if I have any other view. He throws the ball here because one, he's under pressure and this is a situation. 
defenders back to Darnold. He has a little bit of room on the sideline, so he's going to give his receiver to make a to, to uh, make a play on the ball. Like you have to do this at times, especially when the DB is running vertical and has his back to him. Like you just have to give your DB some time, so or your receiver to make a play. You have to give them the ability to make a play. So pressure, nothing really open. Drops back a little bit, nothing left. The size of rollout right. Good job. Um, pretty good technique in terms of um, getting that ball out. Again, with touch, you want a higher release point. Has a higher release point. Jumps off the right foot, creating that uh, that 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 vertical, um, vertical like pressure to throw the ball. You don't want to fade out because you're not going to go towards him. If anything, you're on the run. You kind of want to either drive to, towards him, or, and if you can't drive towards him because of the situation, you want to at least jump and get vertical. Um, Aids to a better throw than than completely like fading out. Again. In a situation with a good receiver, this is a Mims, this is a Perryman, if this is a Herndon, maybe they catch this ball. Um, you want to see, obviously, him come back to the ball and attack it, not not like bucket catcher right there and hits him kind of in the chest and falls out. So good play by Donald, um, not a good play by Smith. Um, last interception, the second to last throw of Donald's career. Um, Pats have a lot of interesting coverages. I forget what I looked at this and, and thought it was. Um, it's a little bit more complicated. I completely forget what I was saying this was. It was something more complex than just a cover one, cover two, cover three. I forget exactly what it was. We have one, two. Well, you have, you have man, 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 hole, man, man. And then and they have like two guys. They almost have like a hole defender and they, they put a guy on the strong side. So it looks like a form of cover one. Um, and again, Donald has a real issue um, with throwing balls with guys working from underneath and peeling underneath or peeling off to underneath the throw. Like he throws a lot of picks like this where he does not see guys. He does not have like that secondary read. He sees this and this is all he sees. He never checks this side. You know, like based on alignment, you have three guys right here. Account for three guys. You have one guy, you have two guys. Where's that third guy? He never looks for that third guy. And obviously with this wrap breaking out and these guys being here, you know, this is pretty close in proximity. So if their eyes are on you, um, which again, if you look at number 31 right here, where are his eyes? They're inside. They're on Donald. They're on Donald. They, he sees him throwing deep. He, 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 you know, follows his eyes, follows the shoulder, peels off underneath. Donald never sees it. Interception. He's a serious issue seeing guys underneath. Interception. It's just, it's, it's, you, you can't have it. He had time in the pocket, you know, again, if it's in a situation where he's about to get hit and something like that, and he threw it up. Okay. A little bit more understandable, but all oh, the offensive line is terrible. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this line. Look at this hole right here. You could step up, check left real quick and, and you have to throw it. If you have to throw it a little bit more with more air yards back corner of the end zone, because you're checking that guy, that's fine. But he has a serious issue just seeing something open and wanting to hit it right away instead of checking what's around him. Like you, you have to be able to read a defense and he can't, you just cannot, he does not know what to, to look for. Um, Greg Van Roden. I, I counted him for three sacks. I could be, maybe it was two. It, it, I think it was three. Yeah. And it was pretty lazy this week. Um, terrible game from Greg Van Roden. His return wasn't good to start the year, started to play better, like toward, towards an average ish level. Um, Midpoint of the year, went out for a couple games. This game was absolutely brutal for him. Again, both guards have to be replaced. Like, you know, 
I could live with a line. And I, I think it would be a top five, top 10 line. Like legitimately, if you brought in, let's say a Tooney and you, and you, and, um, and you kept, well, maybe not, not top 10, top half of the league line. Like if, if this year, all you do is bring in Tooney and you have, and you have, um, Becton, you have Becton, Tooney, McGovern, that center to left tackle is top notch. Like I, I Becton, I mean, uh, Becton will improve. Tooney's uh, one of the best guards in the league. Um, McGovern has been improving for sure. And he'll be, he'll be look, he'll be better and have better grades from the, from those guys out there, um, without the guards around him. Fant's decent. Um, and now you have right guard to worry about next year in the draft. And if you do draft the Wyatt Davis or Creed Humphrey at the end of the first round or beginning of the second round, and you're looking at, you know, Becton, Fant, McGovern, Tooney and Creed Humphrey, like Jesus. But even if not, and you don't bring in one of those guys, um, and you have Clark and Greg Van Roten battled out. You know that's that, that's definitely a top half of the league line. Just bringing in Tooney this this year, I I I, I believe. Uh, run left a lot for sure. Um, Gase, goodbye. You're my number one dud. Last time ever. Um, I'll ever be talking about him. I talk about a lot of the live stream. Just an absolute joke. No adjustments at halftime. An asshole. Um, took no no accountability for anything. Um, running on second and twenty. I agree with that stuff. It was absolutely terrible. Um, you know, brutal, you know, seeing pressure looks on, on third and five and sending route concepts 30 yards down the field. Like he was just terrible. Just goodbye. I'm done with that. Um, my studs of the game. I, I only have two plays of these guys. I, I, I thought they hit the holes and did what they had to do. Um, Adams and Johnson, 11 rushes for 47 yards for, for Josh Adams and Johnson, 11 rushes for 45 yards, two receptions for 23 yards. Um, they played decent, so I put them in here. You know, there wasn't a ton of studs from this game. Like there were some good players, but it was it was okay. Um, Johnson um, leaks out to the flat. Donald is quick to hit him. They're running like a, another mesh set, really widely popular college concept. Um, flat. Donald sees some pressure, drops back. Sees the pressure, hits him. I'm okay with it. Now, what I really like about this play that's really minuscule is that Johnson is obviously able to catch the ball, looks at it. Well, actually, he doesn't fully look it in, um, which could be risky. But what I really like about this is, obviously, he he knows the inside leg is a closer leg to the to the um, defensive back linebacker or safety, whoever it is, who's about to tackle him. And the thing I really like that he does is he loads a lot of weight on the leg away from the defender. Um in order to kind of stay light on the contact side to not let that contact really greatly affect his base, if that makes sense. Um, so really, really good job staying light on, on, the, on the near foot and loading weight on the away foot that's not going to get contacted, which allows him to do what he does right here and contort his body to get away from it and kind of jump around it and avoid that contact. I really, really like that. It was really little, um, but I, I, did, I did like that, that quick weight transfer right there. Um, one more play again, and this was, he got a touchdown after this, but I thought this was complete bullshit. This is this, that this wasn't looked into farther or whatever, that it's just on a touchdown. The new thing, I, the one thing I do want to mention is uh, here, um, back down the goal line, a lot of waste bend right here and Beckton gets beat pretty bad. I didn't, I didn't put it in the, on the, in the other view, but you see how he lunges at the guy and his head is down <clears throat> with his waist. He gets, he gets completely, uh, just kind of thrown out of the way right here. This guy just kind of steps away from him. Um, so I want to see better a better play from Beckton right there for sure. Um, 
they almost got like power, it looks like. Good job with the Wesco, getting his helmet on. And Josh Adams lowers his shoulder. And on broadcast, it's like, oh, that's a touchdown. Like, and you'll look at it, you'll, we'll look at it from this other view. I don't see how this is not a touchdown, but people like to screw the Jets. Again, okay. His knee is over the plane right now and hit, and the ball is very clearly in front of his body. Now, I know it's not conclusive right there, but at that point, you'd think, okay, touchdown. Even if you didn't, at this point now, look at where um, this is the black part of, like, I guess his pants, and it, the ball is pretty even with that, if not a little, like the, the nose of the football right here in his, in his elbow is over that. And this black part is over the goal line. This is the goal line. Black part in front of it, ball in front of the goal line. Like pretty clearly right there. And even if you didn't think that, okay, he's down now. Look at the ball. It's, oh, that, that is touching the goal line, if not over. So again, the knee, the, the top of the knee is right at the goal line and the ball is more than halfway over the knee. No touchdown. I thought it was bullshit. Whatever. I just wanted to bring that up. Next play, he ran it for a touchdown anyway. Um, bad from the offense. I put Elfline in there. Obviously, talked about Greg Van Roten. Uh, bad from the defense. I put Hager. Um, not as good as his first game. The first game was okay. He got beat up in coverage a lot. Hewitt got beat up in coverage a lot. Um, Hewitt is a guy I want to return to the Jets as a key special teamer, as a guy you're going to put in in running situations because he absolutely lights up pulling guards and fullbacks and lights up guys. Um, this was my probably like my favorite play of the game just because I love big hits and it wasn't called a penalty. Like, oh, defenseless receiver or defenseless runner. Like, no. You know, Hewitt had to track him down and lay a big hit. Like, that's he, they both had full momentum, and Hewitt's 240 pounds and receiver is 190. Um, obviously, they, they run this, uh, this reverse, and Hewitt right here does a good job recognizing it, has to make the decision right here to go over top or underneath, shoots underneath, aggressive, dips the shoulder, dip. Don't give him that contact window. Obviously, if he hits your shoulder, not a big deal, but the back of your shoulder. Whereas if he hits your chest, it's a completely different ball game. Dips under it. Good angle. And demolishes Bird. It's not it doesn't do it justice on the film version, but he freaking laid him out. <laughs> he laid him out. I love it. I don't care. I don't, you know, if he now if he hurt him and he had a concussion, yeah, like sucks, but it's football. I like big hits. It is what it is. I'm, you know, don't be don't be a softy. It's part of the game. Um, miscellaneous from the defense, a couple of blown coverages. Um, they blew a couple of coverages here. This was on Hall, in my opinion. They go cover three. Um, another another reverse that turns into a pass. Hall gets sucked up a little bit. The defense is a little bit all over the place, but it looks like you had to, you know, uh, you know at least the basis of a cover three right here with three guys deep. I'm um, just based on how they're aligned with the middle of the field closed. Hall passes off um, the over to the deep safety. He never sees anybody working back. He doesn't expect Cam Newton. So this is his only threat. So he's kind of running behind it. Um, 
never checks Cam Newton. Cam Newton obviously does a good job just kind of lackadaisically um, running out there and then putting on some more steam, I guess, which he really doesn't have to because he has tons of room. Catch, touchdown. Um, that's on Hall. Two more plays, the defense. Again, this is a quick show. Uh, bull in defense. Yeah, okay. Um, so you had you had it was man. You you, you had cover you had cover one. Um there's a lot of traffic right here, but there is a running back leaking out and there is a um I believe that's a yeah, there's there's two running backs and a tight end. So there's a lot of guys lined up right here and not a lot of them are doing anything, but because some of these guys stay in the block and things like that. Um, but it is cover one and it looks like you might've had him and man coverage on him man or sorry, man coverage on the tight end who stays in the block or the, sorry, the fullback who stays in the block. He widens out with him. He blocks. So he stays right there. Correct. He, he, he covers him, covers him. And then, uh, Maybe Hager was on the other uh, fullback, running back, and then he stays at the block, so he he rushes like a green dog. Um, so that's what it looks like to me. And you have Hager or whoever this is. Who, who, hold on, let me see who this is. Luvu. It looks like Luvu. Who just completely? Maybe it was because you had the motion, you had the over motion, so he got confused with his assignment. Where it, when there was, you know, three guys over here, there was, there was, you know, before he he flexed over, there was two only two, so he was going to blitz. But with the over motion, um, he didn't know his assignment because he goes to rush and then he goes, oh shit, <laughs> like he could see it immediately. So I'm going to call that blown defense on um, Luvu. You have Mallette as a deep safety. Um, obviously, you have Mesh, and then he's running uh, deep, and he's a little bit slow to recognize it because he's staring to the backfield instead of checking his threats. It's late to get to it. Obviously, it doesn't expect him to just run free like that, but you want to see better eyes. Touchdown, blown, de- blown defense. The Jets had plenty of blown defenses um, this year. Next one, the last one. Uh, blown defense. This is what I, I guess. I think it was like Sony Michelle or whoever just ran in for like an easy 32 yard touchdown or whatever. Again, another situation and looked like the looks like the Jets are running like a cover six. Um, two force. They match the 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 vertical from the one. There's no vertical from the two, um, so they're both going to match it. Um, looks like cover cover two to the top. Even though, if anything, you'd think that he'd uh, bless or whoever this is. I, I think Jackson would widen out with a flat. So this looks like it's blown right here. To be honest, I don't know why there's why there's three guys so tight right here with a guy in the flat and a guy in the flat. So the Jets blew this defense um, again. It's a little bit harder to pick, but just based on the deep guys um, and kind of the alignment, it looks like they were um, playing a cover six. Where you know, if this guy broke out, you know, to the sideline initially, then then he then Hall can play it. So that's why you have Hager, who's a little bit tighter inside because he is just to play anything like out from the two. Um, but if anything, again, his alignment's really, really tight. So I don't get that. 
And if anything passes off, like the defense was just weird and it looked like a blown defense. Two wide open guys. You have one, two, three, four, five, six guys covering three. <laughs> and uh, he leaks down to the flat, absolutely wide open, and just runs in for a touchdown. Like the alignment made no sense here if, if, the, if these guys are both playing fourths. Now the alignment would have, well, it, it does make more sense if he were just to widen out initially, like really just widen out. And if this guy is crossing his face, like let it pass off, but you have to work into the flat really quickly. That's what was probably supposed to happen, but blown defense, um, touchdown. Pretty simple. Moving on, good from the offense. Don't have a ton here. Um, a play or two from a couple of different people. That's about it. Actually, one play each from the people I will talk about. Connor McGovern. Um, thought I had a pretty good game. I considered putting him in the studs. Uh, I like the technique here. Uh, call it a wrench technique. And he is trying to reach the the uh, the one tech, which again is a lot more difficult than it sounds. Especially if the one tech has a jump and he's going to angle, you know, right into the a, into the a gap. Like if he was to penetrate right here and just push forward, then yeah, it's a little bit easier. But when he initially widens, it's it's really 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 hard to reach him without help from the guard. So, oh, oh he let a lot of penetration. I want to see what guy's not going to allow penetration right here. It's just, it's almost impossible. Um, obviously, he bucket steps. He's going to try to get in front of him right here, allows himself to open his hips. He penetrates hard into the A-gap, so he's not going to be able to do it. So, with the run being wide, he doesn't obviously want to just let him win wide. Like, there's a situation where you need to win play side. He's not able to, but what does he do? Really, really, really good hands right here from him. You don't want to just keep your hands and keep pushing them to the play side. Instead, you want to wrench them, which is exactly what he does. And he's going to put the hand on the hip onto the back, the lower of the back. And he is going to basically um, push that hand into the hip or to the back while his left hand, his, his hand that's in front of him, kind of pushes him, pushes him forward. So instead of leaning into it, he's kind of standing him up straight, which slows his progress and kind of turns him inside. So he's trying to, again stand him up straight and, and kind of turn him inside. So he's trying to turn his body, straighten him out instead of just pushing where he wants to go. So I really, really like the quick decision right there from, from uh, McGovern to wrench instead of keep pushing him. So he's working opposites, straighten. Um, you know, they're working again, opposite against each other. So he's straightened out his back. And now he doesn't have the momentum he just did. Now he's short. This, that is top. This again, doesn't look great. Like I'm sure there's some people out here like, oh my God, you know, he had to widen because of this or whatever, but that's actually top-notch um, recovery. Really, really like that play. Great wrench. And, he, and he, he, he's working his hips around as he wrenches them to get in front. He, that's an elite play right there, in my opinion. I don't, you know, that's elite. Uh, Fant back then, I put them in the good, but they were okay again. Beckton's tailed off a little bit towards the end of the year. Happens with the rookies. Um, what is this? Beckton pressure lots. It's actually a bad play. The only play I have. It's probably going to end up reaching with his arm. Like a more like a forty-five degree set. Yeah. Again, with his when he when he punches, he tends to lean. And he gets a little bit heavy on his feet when he punches. Like he he uh, well, it's, it's it's because he leans. That's 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 really what it is about. So he he tends to overextend. You see how he's overextending and leaning into this. 
So when he's when his arm is defeated, um, he gets off balance and he allows guys across his face, bull rush outside, whatever. But it just leads to him being unbalanced. So again, he he's he he doesn't have that feel yet of okay, I have length. One, he has length. So if he had short arms, this would be even a bigger problem. But take advantage of that length. Him at him at ninety five bend or ninety five percent, you know, extension with a little bit of bend is a lot more than a got a lot of guys at hundred because of his length. So he needs to start taking advantage of that and, and stop trying to, as soon as he's able to reach him, try to reach him. He, ne- he needs to let him get a little bit closer into him and then punch. So as soon as he people get into that contact window, he starts to reach. Looks like the hand might land, but it's not really strong because again, he's reaching into it. There's not a lot of base under it. Club to the inside from Weiss. Arm over, pressure on Donald. Where if he didn't get rid of the ball quickly, it would have been a sack. So Beckton needs to clean up some of the pass pro stuff for sure. Even the run game. Like I, I still think he's top ten. Again, I always want to preface that for people don't get attack me. You know, I don't really give a shit. But uh regardless. Perriman put him in a good three receptions, eighty four yards. Uh this play wasn't really great from anything. I just put it in here because it was a big gain. Maybe I shouldn't have even put it in here. Made the short twenty nine plays. Uh Trips right or like why trips um, reduced uh, like inverted slot, tight inverted slot. He runs the over. Um, good job by Perriman stemming wide to wide in the corner to give himself room inside. Works to the blind spot. So again, widens vertical to the blind spot so he doesn't he doesn't want to just go get you know get outside and then cut right inside because then he can speed turn and then get over top so he wants to push from vertical to now get him the flip run vertical which again is now running opposite of where he is or, or not in the same direction as he is crosses okay it's more like a dig so sorry it's a, it's a dig but a good dig route it's like a speed speed uh it's not like a square cut it's like a, it's like a speed turn inside Gears down. Rounded, obviously, but not too much. Catches the ball. Tucks, runs, showing some speed. Almost gets to the, I think it's to the 12-yard line right there. Um, again, these play actions, man. They sell a shit out of defenses. <laughs> You'd see this in high school. Obviously, you know, if you're 6'4 and can see over the line, that's a big part of it as well. But um, this is not selling anybody. It's just not. It's more the, the, the run fake action that, that's selling it over the actual handoff. Darnold reads it. Good little slide right here. Quick strike, fire. So I like, the, I like the fact he gets rid of the ball right there and puts it in a good spot. So decent job by Darnold, decent job by Perriman. Moving on. Barrios, one play of him. He's been, he's, you know, again, good depth guy, starter. No, but I, I think it's like a gadget depth guy. I think he's pretty good, or I like him. Barrios, the running back. He not up at running back a lot more than people, um, like at offset, a lot more than people realize this year. He, he's been doing this for weeks, for, for the whole year, actually. Um, seemingly more as of late, but still. This is like third and 17, and they just hand it off to Barrios. They're not expecting the, the handoffs, so the Patriots go pretty light. Um, Jets attack a, a really weak A-gap, especially aided by this guy dropping back into coverage. Hand it off to Barrios. 
And Barrios actually makes a pretty good cut right here. Reads the defense, sees the little flash of the blue, cuts underneath of it. And again, now he sees blockers. He sees guys pursuing over top. So now, like, look at this anticipation of this of this gap. Like, this is actually a, a pretty good run. Like, even as a running back, I would say that's a good cut. That's a good cut. Look at the awareness. Like, there's two guys collapsing. He's not going to be able to push through these guys. He has blockers coming, and these guys are coming over the top. Like, this is a good, even a running back cut. Look at that. <laughs> Hand on the back, jump through. I was impressed. That's an impressive play from Barrios, the running back. Gotta love it. Next, Connor, uh, Connor, I just forgot his name. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Crowder, four receptions, 31 yards, play 19. Jerk route. Bottom of the screen. They love running him on basically like free routes. It's just all options. Like he could do whatever he wants and don't kind of just link up with it. Again, Really good play action, really sells it. That's that's elite play action fake. Um, Crowder, stretch release, widens them, then pushes vertical to get him to work vertical, cuts inside. So he creates room for him to sit down. So like he, even if he just because it's again it's a jerk route, so you have the option to um, sit it down or option. I'll get that. I'll get the option to continue it, sit it down, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe he only has the option to. Uh, uh, sit it down or go outside right here, maybe. But creates room where he can catch the ball right here. Knows that if he's going to break, it's going to be the to the outside because he's going to be working from over the top and inside because it's just based on the alignment and what he did. Breaks outside, looks the ball and catch. Almost gets into the touchdown, but it's he's out at the I think at the one, which I did that lead to the, the whole Josh Adams thing. Let's see, I can tell by based on where I put him. Yeah, that's that's where this is the, the play after that. So Adams didn't get the touchdown, which is a joke. Uh, moving on, a couple more plays. Uh, good from the defense. I put Hall in there. Didn't really highlight out any plays. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I thought had a pretty good game. Who I honestly think is better than uh, Plus Austin at this point. I don't just see as many blown defenses for him and just terrible plays. Pass deflection. He's right here, top of the screen. Reese has a vertical stem. Good job by Jackson. Backpedal, square, shoulders over his knees, positives. Doesn't open up too soon. And again, he goes open up here, but at, at that point where it's like that three to five yards, you know, maybe even seven, depending on how fast the guy is, like that's when you can start to open up. But you don't want to just completely open up. You want to start to angle off. Like there's a difference between angling and completely opening the gate. So he starts to angle off to open up, to, to run completely outside. He notices the gear down, cut inside, angle to cut it off, quick T-step, quick just turn in general, plant, stays in the upfield shoulder, tracks the ball, pass deflection. Now, this could be risky, playing the ball at the inside, or the, 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 uh, yeah, the the outside, the outfield shoulder. You you, you want to play with the, with the outfield, I mean, the, um, the right right here technically but just based on where it was he doesn't he's not gonna be able to get his hand on and then play through the ball because he probably would have turned him and would have been a, a pass interference so um good job playing that ball pass deflection uh luvu i i almost put him on my studs this game even though i just did show up that play that he gave up a touchdown so definitely maybe definitely not 
I, again, I went through this so quick that I would have put that play in there and be like, oh, shit, that's actually his fault. <laughs> Bad eyes, touchdown. So he let up two touchdowns this game. So he should actually be in, in he's in, he, he's like, he's one of those like high risk, high reward players. Um, so two touchdowns given up, but a couple of other good plays. So he's actually in the bad from this game. So put him in the bad from the defense. That's too much. You, you can make 10 good plays, but if you have, if you get up two touchdowns, it's not a good game. Drops back in, in, into his uh, coverage, which looks like a, it just looks like a red three. We have three back and then, th- and then four along the goal line. Again, he drops back. His eyes are completely on Cam Newton. Cam Newton's looking to the left. So what does he do? Completely drifts to the left or to his right. Doesn't check his threats. Again, check your threats. Angle route from the running back. He never sees it. Gets completely drawn inside where these guys are already accounted for. Wide open right here. Again, this corner has to has to do his job just in case because he's inside leverage. And if he um, breaks out, he wants to be underneath of it. So he's expecting Lubu to pick this up. Luvu does not, and a pretty wide open touchdown. Not good job by Luvu. Obviously, identify your threats. You know, if that running back stayed in the block, then sure, cheat a little bit, but you you can't right there. 12 17. Luvu sack. Um, oops, sorry, I didn't share it. Uh, I like this just because of the awareness. So, Again, what they're trying to do with this blitz is obviously they're tighter. If anything, this is going to show you this is a blitz. Like there's something coming right here. There's there's some type of twist, stunt, whatever you want to call it, coming right here. So you have John Franklin Myers who angles inside, attempts to pull the guard inside. Hager attempts to pull the tackle outside. So inside, outside. Now what's going to be open? The B gap. So Luvu off of his hip, loose into the B gap. Um, the running back attempts to cut Luvu attempts to get light on that near foot again, jump over it, but his, his leg gets clipped. I really like this part of it though, where his leg gets clipped and his eyes are still on Newton and he doesn't just fall right here. He, he attempts to maintain his balance and then he, like he knows where Newton is and then you see how he gets his feet and he right here. Then it's not something to necessarily notice all the time, but light knows where he is instead of just falling. You see he plants and jumps into him backwards right here. See that motion? Because he knows where he is. So he can get him. He can he can still stack him with his back. So this was really impressive right here. Like, watch. You're going to see it. See that launch? Right there. Launch. Awesome play. Awesome play. That is, that's really cool to see. Um... Oh, 12-17. Okay. I almost just forgot the next play. Pass deflection. I think rushes off the left edge, the right edge of the, uh, for the offense. Gets the reroute. Goes to, goes to rush Newton, but checks Newton. Sees that he's loading up to throw. Obviously, his eyes are inside. He's opening up to right here. He's throwing to White. Luvu, good job adjusting to the ball. Gets into the passing lane. Again, maybe maybe White gets outside. He comes to crack him, and then he beats Hager into one on one, and then it's a it's a big play. But really good job by him rerouting, going to rush, awareness, getting into the throwing lane, pass deflection. Could have almost been a pick. Fantastic. So two really good plays, but two really bad plays as well. Um, Marcus Mapp had a good game. I only have three plays left. 
um, Fadakasi have two plays of him and Shepard, the first play I recorded. Run stuff. I think they both play on double teams. Yeah, they both play on double teams. Um, you have Fadakasi, uh, who like uh, who splits it. I believe I, there's always a, te- a splits it. I'll call it that for now. There's there's a term I, I, t- I typically use in, fr- in front of that, like knife sit. I, fr- I forget the hell it's called. Some stuff you forget. Um, but again, sees a double team. Some people will dent the posts. Um, some people um, might want to to split it. It kind of depends. Obviously, preference, um, strength. It could depend on the running back. Obviously, the running back going inside, him denting the post, which would allow um, the running back to get inside, is a little bit less advantageous or less will have less chance of having an impact on the play because if you were going to stay on the backside, he's just going to cut up. But if you're going to try to knife through this, um, then you can make more impact and, and, and push the, the, the high leg, post high leg. And does a good job of that. Again, takes on the high leg, kind of knifes through wide base, super low leverage, um, ends up turning the shoulder inside to not allow the uh, 72 to get good, a good contact surface, pushes inside, pushes inside, pushes inside, completely shuts down this, this gap that's open, right? He does a good job just, just two gapping and closing that. Shepard right here, again, splits it. Just strength. He has, he's he's a strong dude. Like if he gets his technique down and can be a little bit more smooth in general, um, he could be a player. But he like again again I think he's a good depth piece right now. I don't think he's a starter. Um, he's been flashing obviously a lot, but like the strength of him right here to just hold up versus this is pretty ridiculous. Works off the instep and obviously tracks the running back, gets off, clears his inside arm, and gets on the stuff. Good job by both those guys. Um, one more play from Fadokasi, one of John Mars, and I'm done. Uh, Basham, I threw in here. Guidry, I threw in here. But these are the last two plays. Fadokasi stuff. <laughs> uh, 2i, loose one. Comes off the ball. Obviously, C71. Um, Coming to block him, they run counter, uh, counter OF, and he's down blocking. This is not the best down block, but gets inside of the arms. Good leverage. Now he gets. There's a combo because he's working to um, the the thick linebacker, as they call it, the backside linebacker on this combo instead of the thin, which should be front side. And that's why the combo is there. So he kind of uh, obviously drops his shoulder into him. Just good power right here. Recovery, widen, in-step, maintains uh, contact. And he almost uses that momentum getting pushed again to lower and uh, pull him through to make the tackle. So good job right there. And the last play... The last play of the 2021 20, or 2020 2021 season. Again, I'll probably be doing some stuff where I'll uh, maybe maybe I'll do some shows like like with Kyle or by myself, like reviewing some of the guys or whatever. But uh, run stuff, drive for like a Myers. 
see right here? Yeah, it looks like the, the two eye, the loose one. Yeah. So it looks like that he just he recognizes the pole. Like he sees the bucket and he sees the flash of the center coming, uh, blocking down towards him or blocking you back towards him. And he just is going to cross his face because this is going to be the, the, the weak part of the, this is the, this is the hole. So in my opinion, this is recognition of just what these guys are doing. Shoots the A. The center, because he's not expecting him to just work across his face like that, across his face. He works too laterally. Across the face, power, throws the rip. Power to work through both guys now as the as the left guard attempts to to pick him up as well, um, which is not his initial re like he's he's supposed to he's in a combo get to the second level, but tries to work on JFM as the uh as he kind of helps the center to recover. Trying for trying power, has the rip in, takes him right to the running back, run stuff. All right. Did he get it? Did he get any yard? Nope, we lost the yard. So good job. Um, that is it. I said Basham. He had a good player too. Guidry again, been been quiet as a slot guy, which is good. He's not getting targeted a lot. He's been pretty good in coverage. They didn't really want to put up a ton of plays in this, so I didn't really record any of that. Special teams, whatever. McLaren, whatever, made his extra points great. Uh, man's been up and down. He's been an average-ish punter. He hasn't been an elite. Uh, hope you have to hope he improves. Obviously, he's he's. I wouldn't say he's better than Michael Edwards this year, uh, but he's young, so we'll see. Um, but you kind of wanted a little bit more from him. I would say I'm a little bit disappointed in this season. But uh, Pickums do this pretty quick. Actually, hold. On, let me pause it real quick. All right, resuming. I had to, I had to fix the standings for the uh, Pickums. I didn't want to do that live. Um, Last week, the games that we picked, uh, I picked the Jets. They lost to the Patriots, obviously, 28 to 14. I picked the Giants, who lost to, or no, sorry, I, I picked the Cowboys, who, who lost to the Giants. And by the way, some of these picks, I, I think I changed two of them. I screenshot it before the game. Um, I changed two of them on Sunday at like 12.58. But uh, Giants beat the Cowboys 23 to 19. I picked the Cowboys. I picked the Vikings, who beat the Lions 37 to 35. Uh, pick the Browns uh, who beat the Steelers because they they rested a lot of guys 24 to 22. I picked the Bills who absolutely destroyed the Dolphins 56 to 26. Like they are scary going to the playoffs. Like I think it's them or the Chiefs, I really think. And I cannot root for Buffalo. So I'm rooting for the Chiefs. And I guess like who else do we root for? Jets fans. Like, dude, we don't want to root for the, the Colts because Eber Flues, if they do hire him, you want obviously the sooner the better. Get these get this shit rolling. You don't want to root for the Titans because if they, you know, Arthur Smith, um, it's like who do you root for? I guess the Chiefs. The 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 Steelers have won enough. I don't like Browns fans. Like I I I don't know who I'm rooting for. Uh looking at the the, the Ravens? No, because then you have Wink. I want everybody to lose. I don't know who I want to win. Maybe the Steelers, I guess. There's no impact on us, but I, Steelers, man, they, they win so much. Um, moving on. Uh, da, 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 da. The, I picked the Cardinals. They lost to the Rams 18-17 to a backup quarterback. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, man. There's a reason I wasn't super high on him coming here. Um, him, you know, I definitely have my questions. You can go back into, my, into the receipts. Uh, I was 
very iffy on him back and forth uh, for a reason. He didn't. He wasn't a winner in college. He wasn't a program builder in college. Was fired from was it Texas Tech or USC, whatever it was, and then got hired. Like he was going to go to the other, the vice versa, whatever the other school was, and then got a head coaching job. It's like he just got fired from a college team. I was like, I don't. This is weird. Um, and he's not doing well, to be honest. You know, um, especially with the talent the team has on offense. Um, but they lost back a quarterback lost on their playoff, their playoff, uh, hopes. I picked the Packers. They beat the bears 35 to 16, Picked the Raiders. They beat the Broncos 32 to 31. Uh, I like the ballsiness of the two point conversion, which who cares? You're not making the playoffs anyway, but regardless, and then the skins. Yes. I know they're the football team. I still call them the skins, whatever. Figure out a new name, uh, 20 to 14 to the Eagles, the Eagles, I'm not an Eagles fan, but they clearly tanked that game uh, to move up a couple of spots in the draft. Um, the updated standings, Kyle took first place. To, I think he went 9-0 or 8-1. Pretty sure it was 9-0. Uh, maybe it was 8-1. To overtake Danny. Uh, Kyle, 68-33. Danny, second place, 67-34. Uh, um, I'm not going to win. I'm hoping for third place to just get that bronze medal now. Um but Matt is in ahead of me, 62 and 39. I'm 61 and 40. Vinny in fifth place at 60 and 41. You have Marcus in sixth place. Like that, that third through six is really close. All one game down. Uh, Marcus is 59 and 42. Tom is now back to even or, or over even and over took Rob. So Rob is going to win that last place prize as of now. Um, Tom is 52 and 49 and Rob did not have another good week. I think he went four and five, not bouncing back from the 0 and seven or whatever it was last week, 50 and 51, Rob, you are net, you're, you're in the minus negative one games. You gotta get above even at least don't, 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 don't go in last place. You're fighting for not last. I'm fighting for third. Kyle and Danny are fighting for first. And then there's a four, there's like a four way race for, for bronze medal. So. We have a race for gold, we got a race for bronze, and we got a race to not finish last. Those are the three races within the, the eight places. Um, this week, we're picking all the playoff games. Uh, and some of these shows, like I don't know exactly when I'm going to have shows, uh, but I will email and tweet people, uh, message them to get their picks because we're doing all the playoff. Every single playoff game, expect to pick it. But cause if it ended today, Kyle would have overtook Danny. Uh, Danny had a lead for like... 14 weeks, I think. So all the playoff games, we're picking them. The some of this is subject to change depending on if there's guys out in COVID and stuff like that. I'll screenshot my picks if I change them. But the 11 and five Colts, the Saturday, the first game, the Saturday at one game, 11 and five Colts at the 13 and three Bills. The Bills are hot as shit. Now the Colts do run the ball really well. Good offensive line. The Bills, that's one of the Bills' weaknesses. But the Bills are way too hot right now. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, the Saturday four o'clock game, the ten and six Rams at the twelve and four uh, Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. Um, they've been a little bit inconsistent this year, but I think the Rams might be starting Walford, and I just do not like Goff. I think he's trash. Um, proven in the Jets game, Saturday night game, eleven and five bucks at the seven nine Skins. Scares me a little bit because of the pressure that they can generate on Brady, who's not the most mobile guy to escape from it. Um, with that defensive front, which is the best defensive front in football, but I'm still taking the Bucks. The Skins are seven and nine at the end of the day. Sunday at one, probably the hardest game I could see the most back and forth on between pick, the pickums of guys of this week, whatever. Sunday at one, 11 and five Ravens at the 11 and five Titans. 
I'm taking the Titans rematch of last year. Um, so you're, you're kind of people maybe might think they want to take the Ravens more, but Titans are up and down. The Ravens are up and down. I just don't like Lamar Jackson some, as much as some other people do. Um, you know, running quarterback who can hit guys over the middle, but when you ask him to throw outside the numbers, not very good. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I'm just not like MVP last year. I thought it was a joke. I think he's a top half of the league quarterback. Maybe. No, he is. He's top half. He's top half because of the running threat, but top 10, I have an argument to not put him in there. In my opinion, um, again, people get hyped up with the stats and all this stuff, but when you design that offense around him and he runs the ball a lot, like, a, you know, people have shut him down a decent amount this year, but still 11 and five. I'm taking the Titans. So Sunday at four o'clock, the eight and eight bears at the 12 and four, uh, Saints, I think all of us are going to take the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees, I'm rooting, obviously not for the Rams, not for the Hawks, because we want the Hawks to win or, or lose, if anything, this week, so we get the draft pick. Um, if anything, like there, if there's two teams from the NFC I'm rooting for, uh, the, the Redskins, which you know not going to go far, the Redskins, because of you want Alex Smith, but he did not look good when he's been playing. But uh, them and the Saints, like if, if it seems like the Saints are going to not have a lot of cap space and this might be Drew Brees' last hoorah um, or hurrah, whatever. Um, so I'm rooting for him because it seems like he might retire after this year. Um, and you got you to gotta love him. You got to love Peyton. So I'm taking the Saints and then the 11-5 Browns at the 12-4 and Steelers. The Browns might have like Stefanski and a bunch of these people. I'm taking the Steelers. I don't like Steelers fans. They have kind of a reason to be cocky and the Browns fans uh, their first year, like when they weren't 0-16, they were like 7-9 and Browns fans are talking a lot of shit to Jets fans and stuff like that about how the Jets were so bad and how much better Baker was than them. Uh, Baker's still not very good. The Browns or fans are too cocky. I do not like them in my, you know, just in general um, because of that. So I'm thinking the Steelers doesn't affect it regardless, but I can't root for Browns fans. I don't give a shit how much they suffer. They're, they're a bunch of cocky assholes now, which is hilarious. So to recap, I'm taking the Bills at home against the Colts. I'm taking the Hawks at home against the Rams. I'm taking the Bucks on the road against the the uh, the Washington football team. I'm taking the Titans at home against the Ravens. I'm taking the Saints at home against the Bears. And I am taking the Steelers at home against the Browns. Have a good week. I will be back with I don't know what. Um, do a show with Marcus soon. Do a show with Kyle soon. The live stream every Monday, first Monday. Maybe we'll do some more now that the offseason's here. I'll be working on the Jets players, the coaches as they come, et cetera. Uh, follow Twitter, follow YouTube. You'll get notifications when I when I uh, am back. If I'm not back within a week by the playoff next playoff games, expect an email or or you know whatever. Um, me reaching out about the picks. I'll see you guys soon, and uh, let's pray the Jets get one of these good coaches. Oh, mm-hmm.